0: Hello and welcome to the Brick Cave Blitz, the show where we're going to talk about hockey. Yes, you heard that right. We are now doing hockey. I'm your host, as usual, the unusual Greg, unusual underscore Greg on Twitter and Instagram. Joining me as always, but never letting me finish a sentence,
1: is. How are you doing?
0: Not that you can. Smith, Smith,
1: Smith, DRS underscore 994 on Instagram, on Instagram, aren't they?
0: don't forget to follow the podcast at Blitz on Twitter and Instagram at Brick Blitz. Well, this is going to come up in your performance review <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so we are in the midst of the super bowl we have exactly 4 days mostly friday saturday yes 4 days until the big game um where the San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs will take on each other. Uh, The weekend just gone was, of course, the Pro Bowl uh, in which uh, the people who could be bothered to turn up for the AFC and the NFC went head to head in a load of uh, games, uh, challenges, a game of Madden and then flag football and tug of war and uh, dodgeball. It's one of those things where I don't see anybody talking about it. I don't see anybody like actually, you know, talking about it on like podcasting. And there's no news articles really about it. There's like a few here and there. I think The Athletic was one of the few that actually released an article about it. What are your thoughts on the Pro Bowl? And um, did you was there any moments in the in there that really kind of stood out to you?
1: Um, I mean, I watched. As much as I could because you know there was nothing to do on certain days. <laughs> so it's like, and there's obviously no matches, so it's just like, oh, I'll just put it on so there's some sort of like football mm. on TV. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's it was one of them. I expected it to be a bit more uh, of a like interview session with some of the players, like between the games and stuff. Mm. But it felt like. And obviously you know the star players, but it felt like that most of the screen most of the time was dominated by Eli and painting. Uh mm. because of them coaching either side. Obviously Ray Lewis kicking off at a few things, some rules and everything in the, the uh flag game. Okay. Happened a few times, but um yeah, there's nothing that like really, really stood out to me. I guess the the only thing really was the fact that <clears throat> the rule the way that they did it was they played a flag game and obviously you get the points through that but they, like they had during the pauses of the flag games is where they had some of the skills challenges mm-hmm. and then if you won a skills challenge you got 3 points and that would go to the total score mm-hmm. so the nfc like didn't do too great in the flag game but i think they won all of like maybe one or two of the skill games
0: i think they the only one they didn't win was the tic tac toe with the kickers.
1: Yes, Justin Tucker won that one, didn't it? Yeah. It's yeah. Right. And then uh, yeah, everything else the NFC kinda dominated. Um <clears throat> The only thing that I kind of had like a bit of a gripe against was the you know, the best catch thing. It was like who would get the better catch? Well, and I was like, Well, for a start, Nakua caught his ball. Yeah, yeah. And Joku didn't, so mm-hmm. it's got to be Nakua.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it was the best catch. But like where was the uh, where was the catch? Like again, if he'd have pulled it off it'd have been fucking impressive. But yeah. Like, if Njoku would
1: have pulled it off, I would have said his was the better catch because as much as Nakua did get the catch on a surfboard, which obviously has to be hard, mm-hmm. like the people, you know, um the commentators during the thing said, and I expected as well as he was going down it, we all expected him to go up a ramp to do it.
0: Yeah, yeah, but I mean, he he knew what he was like. I reckon if he'd have got, if he'd have caught it on the first one, he'd have then upped it on the second one. Mm, possibly. So it'd have been more challenging just to kind of ramp it up, sort of. I mean, they, they got there. three,
1: they got three attempts, and he caught it on the second, didn't it? So yeah, he could have tried again, but. Maybe maybe we didn't see the third attempt for a reason, possibly, possibly. Um, But yeah, it's one of them that like. I feel like if I was there in person, I'd Mm -hmm. probably enjoy it more because you you know you can get a bit closer to certain players and you just see them sort of having fun. There's no serious about them uh, seriousness about them like being dead set. I have to you know concentrate and perform as a skilled. Uh, athlete type thing but watching it on tv it's, it is quite it's almost like you have a, a a camera to like you know just some people playing sunday league mm-hmm. type thing yeah they're having fun but it's nothing special
0: This this is what i've been thinking and i say i've been saying last year i said it a little bit I don't think anybody's taken the Pro Bowl seriously anymore. Whereas like it used to be a you know a bit of a battle of like actual players playing football to um, you know to see who has got the best overall players. <coughs> Whereas now it's just gone a bit silly, but I will say the the overwhelming positivity I've seen on like YouTube comment sections of like these guys look like they're just having fun and yeah. you watch a couple of the the games like when uh, the tug of war happened and you just saw like Hutchinson absolutely fucking dominate and then they were just like having a laugh and a joke and all that kind of stuff around it like nobody was you know nobody's got the risk of injury nobody's got the you know the risk of actually Having something affect their career in this, which I completely understand. Um, You know, the switch to a little bit of fun, (laughs) and it's it's not it's not now a competition of who's got the better team. It's now like a celebration of the best players, or you know, the best players that are available and bothered to turn up on the day. So I mean,
1: I I, I get that as well because they obviously tried to um, tailor as many games as possible to other positions, like the the snapping competition with the centers yeah. and yeah. the long snappers. Yeah. I don't think that was there last year. The only thing that I didn't see was like there wasn't really anything great, like or specific to what like aimed towards the defensive players. Like I know you said Aiden Hutchinson was on the you know took a war, but I think mm-hmm. that was mainly old linemen again because they 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 were the heavier guys. Uh,
0: I will disagree with you. I saw. Um mostly d-linemen to be fair
1: um
0: yeah so there was like three on on one side it, i think it was like two li- o-linemen uh two d-linemen and a, a a punter on one of the i think it was the afc team um and then on the other one you had like um three defensive back not defensive backs um th- three linebackers
1: oh they must have um, yeah actually i, I think yeah, because when the hutch and so I must have just not paid attention to who else switched out. But another the, first one that because I remember that was like Penny Sewell, Lane Johnson. Yeah. That was pretty much purely old linemen. Or no, because on that team you had Kenny Clark. I don't I recognize Kenny Clark? Kenny Clark, or Packer.
0: Yeah, he is. He's the only Packer to make it to the Pro Bowl. <coughs> Is it? And that's and that genuinely that's because like three o- uh, D linemen dropped out, huh. so he was like fourth reserve.
1: I mean, there was a lot of that in the day that like, we discussed in the yeah. last, year, but we couldn't find a proper list. Um, yeah, yeah. Maybe I was just like, and one of the players I was concentrating on, like, kind of looking for was Miles Garrett. Yeah, uh, I can't even remember if he was in the on the defensive side when they played dodgeball. I don't remember seeing Mark
0: Garrett he, in the slightest. Yeah, I don't think he
1: was. The I'll only time I remember him was you know that um drill where it was like you do something, that you press a buzzer and the next team goes. Yes, that was He was on uh, top of the sled tie, the, the grid. grid iron. iron Gauntlets. Yeah. Yeah. He was on top of the uh the NFC, sl- not AFC sled, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um Was that the was he on it when Jason Kelsey was on the other side? yeah he was, Kelsey 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 was actually sh-
0: like helping
1: it along yeah, yeah yeah
0: i don't know whether he was actually helping or just like
1: encouraging oh, them no you, you could like... you could see it bounce oh, okay uh but, but does that Garrett help just sort of, miles Garrett just sort of lent back so yeah. only two wheels could be on the foot so I, I think that could have been hindering it more because it was just mm. more weight on one set of wheels but yeah, yeah. um Yeah, I mean, the only thing that I've noticed on social media that's sort of come out of that is uh, not that specific game, just like Pro Bowl as a whole. um, Jamar Chase has apparently said something like, uh, come on, Stroud, you know you want to play with me and throw to me. As if, you know, like he wants Stroud to somehow work out a deal to go to the Bengals. Or at least that's what it was heavily hinted at, and most of the comments were going towards. Okay. Could have just been a throwaway comment in the actual fucking flag football game because he yeah. did throw some absolute perfect passes to him. Um, but yeah, that, that's the only thing that I've seen on social media really come out of it. So, even on social media side of things, I've not seen a massive buzz about it. No, no. <coughs> um,
0: I literally just watched the YouTube playlist of all the uh, the Pro Bowl stuff like before we were recording. so um, Yeah, I mean, I'd say it was a little bit of fun. Um, nothing to take seriously. Um, the NFC fucking dominated at Madden, so I don't want to take any of those guys.
1: Yeah, I mean, Mika Parsons has done it past few years, I think, since he's been mm. in the league. And then obviously with Nakua. The one thing I did, I did find funny, though, is um, for a, at least two, maybe three years in a row, um, she was presenting it with Marshawn Lynch mm-hmm. and I think last year he just genuinely did not give a shit about what he was doing or what he was saying Yeah. or um, it, like, didn't even care what was happening so uh, <laughs> I, I kind of not caring about something not to be there <laughs> which I thought was funny
0: Mate, I would not be surprised if Marshawn Lynch <laughs> literally got paid a lot of money to be there and was like you're not going to pay me that money again yeah. But yeah. Uh, Pro Bowl. A little bit of fun. A little bit of this and the other. We'll see how it goes. Um Is there any kind of challenge you'd like to see in the Pro Bowl?
1: I guess um you know that wall one they did? Where they had to like run or start on one side, pull a load of weights off. Oh and yes, yeah, the move the up. chains thing. Yeah, move the chains, that's what it was. Um I'd kinda like to see something like that but, like, an opposite of a tug-of-war type thing. Five play- players either side of the wall pushing against each other. Okay. That that seems like... Because then you can also win it by, you know, overloading one side type thing. You can add, add a little bit of strategy to it. I'm and thinking I, I'm in thinking terms get the of wall player... to, like, a certain pl- place, but, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm just... I'm just thinking, yeah, if, if they wanted to do something a bit, bit different with it, rather than just be that wall pushing, there could be something like, yeah, them having to get to a certain spot and then pass the wall to a yeah. certain place to bu- press a buzzer or some shit. Um, the only thing I'm thinking with that is
0: all of the games have been obviously about player safety and all that kind of stuff. The tug of war, you fall into a um, a pit sort of thing a foam thing how would you do that safely because if you get a guy fall over he's then going to get swallowed up with a wall
1: well it wouldn't be made of a you know hard material yeah Like I guess the thing underneath you just put have a sled and just foam shit over it mm. yeah or, you know you, the amount of people stood around I'm sure somebody could be stood with an air horn if somebody actually went down Hmm to stop the entire thing yeah but yeah Yeah. i I think that'd be good for like one o lineman and two d lineman type thing or turn it
0: into a race just then you're taking that like i know you 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 want it to be one team versus the other team um and and like pushing against each other but yeah i can see that potentially being part of a race sort of thing more than anything else
1: oh that'd be good Um, A a brotherly shove race Just see how go. fast you can get down, like, the fee- uh, like 20 yards or something as a brotherly shove. <laughs> or, there you go. Or even, you know, like, when you throw a, a javelin or something, they measure distance. Mm. Just see how you can high you can get in one brotherly shove.
0: That's one thing I wish they'd bring back is the, like, furthest throw. I know you've got, like, the precision throwing one, but yeah. remember the, the one where you literally were throwing it like a javelin and trying to, yeah, get as far as you could. But,
1: yeah. Um...
0: All right, let's move on and talk about the main event, the Super Bowl. Well,
1: Just just before that, do you want to just quickly go on that news bit? No, I was going to say that to the end. Oh, okay. No worries. All right, big event then. Yeah, big, 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 big event. Big, 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 big event.
0: So, yes, the San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs, the winners of the NFC and the AFC, massive game again we've talked about it a little bit in the past with the uh, 49ers being a bit more um, complete as a team um, on the offense Brock Purdy, Christian McCaffrey Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, Steve o. Samuel. with the Chiefs they've got a little bit of a you know, less complete team. You still got Patrick Mahomes. You know, one of the best in the league. Isaiah Pacheco is a great running back. Still uncertain about how great he is because he seemed to have emerged a little bit more towards the end of the season. Mm-hmm. That receiving core is a problem sometimes. Uh, Travis Kelsey, Travis Kelsey, um, and Rashid Rice being the two main targets. Others, you know, like uh Kadarius Tony, Marcus van der Scantling, have let him down in the past. Um and it's to you know, we're gonna see how that comes out. Defensively, uh two really great sides, you know not really much in the way that I would say one is massively better than the other, unless you would disagree.
1: Um No, I don't think so. Fair play, fair play.
0: Um, So, on paper, you would have to say that the 49ers have a bit of an advantage with just how many weapons they have on that offence. But it's the Chiefs, it's the playoffs, going into the Super Bowl. It's a very special sort of event. Uh, We're not really sure how it's going to... Fold out on paper, you know. Team's got experience. Team's got nerves. Team's got a better team. I don't know. How do you see these like key matchups and like what? What's your kind of take on who's gonna win this? So,
1: um, I'm quickly gonna mention some, you know, like, uh, not conspiracy things, but you know, like. <coughs> Uh, yeah kind of conspiracy things like you know how okay. it's supposed to be the Ravens and 49ers things because of the yeah. Super Bowl logo type shit yeah so firstly um, team wearing white apparently have like a 16 and 3 record of winning the Super Bowl 49ers are in white mm-hmm. Take that what you want um, start of the season who was on hard knocks I was waiting for you to answer the Jets um, during that. I, right, I'm not going to lie. I genuinely
0: forgot it was the Jets.
1: Okay. Well, yeah, that's what... Right. Yeah, Jets start of season. I don't know if you've watched the Dolphins in season one. That's <coughs> but um, yeah, start of season Hard Knocks was the Jets because the Aaron Rodgers thing and everything. Um, <clears throat> The thing that they did where, you know, they sometimes they always bring somebody in to like entertain as a bit of an entertainment thing. <coughs> uh was some kind was magician slash i don't know what they'd call it like i i called it an oracle type thing you know where they predict the future type thing a mystic
0: or a psychic
1: yeah that type thing um he was with one of the players he was predicting these things and one of the last things he predicted was like who do you think is going to win uh, going to be in the super bowl with you and the guy said the 49ers uh, he said, what score? And he said, uh, 31-21 to to the Jets. The guy turned the board over. He had the exact teams and exact score written on there that the guy had uh, said. So mm-hmm. he wrote that out beforehand. Uh, the guy that he was apparently, in quotations, predicting it through uh, was McCall Hartman, who, of wow. the season, has a chief. So people think that he was predicting the Chiefs 49ers result. Ba-ba-bum. Which if correct should be a 31 to 21 victory to the Chiefs.
0: Well, there you go. Smith has told you how to bet on this game.
1: <laughs> but uh, yeah that that was the thing. Um yeah, like you said before, the 49ers are the ones that look like they have all the pieces to win this. I think we mm-hmm. said it multiple times. If they don't win this this year, they're fucked for a good while. Unless they can, like, are really good at negotiating contracts, they're going to be fucked for a while. Um, Chiefs, they just, yeah. When they get to playoffs, they're just a a different team. I don't know if, like, especially this year, it's more the, like, ease and experience of just being in the playoffs altogether, not letting everything overwhelm you at all. Um, That's helping them out because. Yeah, there's certain parts of their offense, like the receiving core, that does fail them, um, or has failed them a lot this season. I won't say that it's massively picking up, but one of the things, like you mentioned, the run game has picked up towards the end of the season with Pacheco. And I think one of the things that the Chiefs are going to do quite a bit of... Is uh, what they did against the Ravens because the Ravens had a great rush defense. Mm-hmm. Like you saw them against the Texans. I know Texans don't have a great like running attack, but they were able to like just shut that shit down completely. Um, one of the things that I noticed a lot of in the Ravens game is they had at, like the center pull, so Creed Humphrey would mm-hmm. pull and uh, make like basically make an extra uh, level of lane for Pacheco to get some extra yards and. You know, when one of those big guys is is coming at you, sometimes they can block two people at once, even, like, without making contact. They can just block eyesight, and Pacheco, I think, is fast enough and dexterous enough to um, forcefully change direction and uh, get away. So, as much as, like, the 49 have this amazing defense, I think there is a possible way that Pacheco ends up being, like, quite a highlight in this game. Okay.
0: Yeah, I completely agree with you. Um, and one thing that has to be said is if you can dominate the time of possession, one thing I've noted in the in the playoff games is if you can dominate mm-hmm. the time of possession, you stand a much better chance of winning this. Um, so the running game with Pacheco is going to be hugely important because um, we all know who's running the ball on the other side. So if Pacheco can kind of dominate get, you know, four or five yards each play, each run, get those big chunks, then it stands to reason that they're going to let as much time run out on the clock as possible and just, you know, just get the points on the board. Um, And and say, you saw it in games like the Packers game uh, against the 49ers, where the, the 49ers somewhat struggled to get back into the game from being behind. Um, And we can see, you know, the the kind of uh, coin flip strategies where most team, uh, you know, would elect to defer. They want the ball in the second half so they can try and double up the advantage going into the third quarter. A couple of teams have now been like, right, no, actually, we want the ball because we're going to take it down. We're going to score. We're going to take a lot of time off the clock and you're going to have to react. We're going to wear your defense down and go from there. So I think that yeah that that Isaiah Pacheco connection is going to be hugely important if we can get the uh the O-line draws that we need.
1: Mhm. And I mean it, it, even like like the experience thing doesn't even just necessarily relate to players. The fucking coaching. Mm-hmm. Andy mm-hmm. Reid has been in that position quite a few t- times. He like knows what he's doing if and I think if there's anybody who can um, find weak spots and exploit them in certain defences, it's him.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Um, but I say, it doesn't mean that the Shanahan kind of coaching tree isn't uh, mm-hmm. experienced as well. So, yeah. But I say, you, you're talking about experience of success. At the moment, there's no head coach in the job that has more exp- ex- success than Andy Reid. Yeah,
1: definitely. Um, yeah, 49ers, it's one of them, like they were here 4 years ago mm-hmm. against the chiefs lost mm-hmm. um they obviously were a different team back then yeah they've built this up to be a, a powerhouse in the nfl i think like with especially with that last game against the lions with how much they were down and when they came back into the second half and they just stayed so cool-headed and composed mm. And we're able to get that win. Okay, obviously like not not a blowout type thing, but they got the they got the dub, that's the most important thing. Yeah. At the end of the day. I think I, if they I, can yeah, can can keep that composure, they've got a real shot at winning this.
0: Controversially, I don't think San Francisco won those games. I genuinely believe the Lions, the Packers just folded under pressure. Mm. Um they just allowed too much to happen in the second half against them, um yeah. that just didn't go right. <clears throat>
1: Oh yeah, no, I I completely agree, especially the the Lions one with like the amount that they fucked up Mm. on a consistent basis in like uh, in the second half. But you know, if a team is going to do that and you manage to get ahead, and then you can just control the game so you stay ahead, or at least you know, you know if they're going to get a draw, you've got the next possession. Yeah, you've got the chance at at sealing this game away rather than giving them the chance of sealing this game away. I think if they, if they can do something like that yeah they've got a, a real you know shot at this.
0: Um, I the thing is about it I say if if the games go like anything like the other games you know if the 49ers take you know early uh, losses sort of thing they go behind too early the chiefs are not the team that are going to fold under the pressure. Um I think I say if if there's a team where you
1: need to be ahead of them at all times, it's the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. So just quickly looking as well, just like I mentioned before, the injury report for this game at mm-hmm. the moment uh, currently has the Chiefs with three main players out. Uh, so I guess their main one really is uh, Sky Moore, who's been on an injured reserve for quite a while, apparently. Yeah, But um, yeah, another recent one was uh, Charles Amenahue. Um defensive end who actually, you know, was I think a, a big reason that they kind of got that one again a win against the, the Ravens. Um he was able to put consistent pressure on. Um but <laughs> with the likes of like Chris Jones on that line and mm-hmm. um I always forget his name. I know it starts with a K, is it Calaf Calaftris? Calaftris? Calafataris? Carl Loftus. Carl Loftus, that's it. I think with players like that, they can, yeah. they still have enough to, like we've said many, many a times, um, mess with that O-line to, you know, who the fuck are we double-teaming? Yeah. If if we single-team, you know, sp- push them into a certain space where, you know, they get knocked into a, another defensive player and, you know, free that up. The only thing w- with that is... Okay, yeah, they're against Lamar Jackson, who is very, very known for using his legs. Mm -hmm. Brock Purdy did a great job of using his legs against the Lions. I really think he did.
0: I genuinely agree with you. I think that Brock Purdy is an underrated scrambler. Mm -hmm. Um, He, as I say, we've, we've talked about it in the past. He has been given a lot of shit about being a system QB, all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, he knows how to extend plays. He knows how to improvise um and i say when he needs to he can damn scramble and i just i think yeah it's one of those underrated features of this 49ers team is everybody talks about the talent that's around brock purdy you still have to be a good qb to utilize that team um you know we've seen great teams you know looking at the the titans this year you've got Derek hendrick Derek Henry, not Hendry. Um, you got DeAndre Hopkins. you got some other great people on that team. Tannehill, not able to connect with them on a regular basis. Um, Malik Willis is, is kind of, yeah, I, I don't know where he is as a QB. I don't know whether we're going to see him in the, you know, the USFL or XFL, whatever it's called now. But then Will Levis came in and he was able to unlock some players. He was able to unlock some talent. So you still have to be able to be able to utilize the people around you.
1: Yeah, I completely agree with that. I will, I will say, like in that regards, I do think that the Mahomes and Chiefs offense is better at doing that, uh, creative on the fly play calling type thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I think again that is just due to experience of them, you know, being with him for you know so long especially like Kelsey, for example, he knows if he gets into a certain mission and he turns back and he sees Mahomes scrambling, all he's got to do is look for space and he knows that Mahomes is going to look for him as well. Yeah. Whereas, don't get me wrong, you know, the, the receivers uh, on the 49ers, I, I guarantee we will be good at doing that with, with Purdy as well, but I just there's not that level of connection, especially with this being his first proper year, really. Mm-hmm. Um, because w- what did he get in last season? Was it six overall? Uh, or was it six just regular season and then he did the playoffs as well I think it was I think that
0: was his sev- was going to be his seventh game when he got injured by the Eagles
1: right okay Um. so yeah I, th- I think on that level I think that the Chiefs have a little bit of an edge in that sort of way Um. and if yeah if, if one if there's going to be a defense to sort of like fuck over the Chiefs O-line to make um, get under pressure and force the ball out in some way this is a great defence to do that yeah. um, I'm thinking of what Nick Bosa Javon Hargreave, Chase Young there now Who appara- yeah, t- I've not really concentrated on that much I was kind of excited for him to go to the 49ers but apparently he's not been doing shit while he's been there yeah. so he may be like a good target for the Chiefs to focus on and you know one blocker on him Get around him. You sort of free if he's not doing okay. his job.
0: Uh, just to correct myself on the stats, mm-hmm. he was five and zero in the regular season in 2022. Uh, he then went two and one in the postseason. So that yeah, so was hit. That would overall. have been his eighth uh, win if he hadn't been injured. Okay. But um, yeah.
1: Yeah. So yeah, I don't know what else that I can save like what's a massive advantage of this team, but uh, is there anything that you think could really, really fuck them over, either side?
0: Chris Jones could definitely fuck up a lot of the 49ers game planning. Um, He is an absolute beast right now, um, playing some of the best football of his career. Um, If he gets in and messes with the O-line if he gets in and, and you know slaps Purdy about, if he stops McCaffrey, um, that's going to just end any kind of momentum that um, the 49ers are potentially going to make. On and the he, flip side... Sorry, yeah, go for it.
1: I was going to say, he's going to be absolutely like pushing himself to the limit in this game as well. Cause oh, yeah. He said he already regretted not signing for a team sooner this season. Yeah. Um, so he's want he wants as much as like it's chris jones he's going to get a contract somewhere next year okay. anyway you want to put everything in to get the most money possible oh yeah
0: yeah well, this this is the thing his 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 career is now a little bit more limited um in terms of years mm-hmm. um due to some, you know compared to some other players he's got rings now um i think what's he got this is this will be his third super bowl appearance
1: uh, I'm not sure.
0: If you quickly look it up, um, he's got at least one ring, and and that's the thing. Like you, you, you're going for rings at the start or money for the start, but at the end of the day, you want a bit of both. Now is the once he gets, you know, depending on how this Super Bowl goes, the next contract is going to be for a dollar, um, and he'll deserve it at that point.
1: As far as I'm aware, he's got at least two, because he's been go. with his with the Chiefs his entire career. Okay, there you go. Um, So, yeah, he's he's been a part of both Super Bowls. I've already won.
0: Yeah, all right, there you go then. There you go. So, yeah, I'd say whether it will be with the Chiefs or whether it will be, you know, with another team, I would expect a big money contract Mm -hmm. uh, coming from him next.
1: Uh, I was just quickly looking. uh, I haven't actually looked at the 49ers one yet, but um, kickers. Obviously, we've seen some issues in the past, and as much as you know they don't you know they're not the biggest biggest scoring uh players on the game but they they can definitely yeah. uh, affect how the game is how the game you know ends up so yeah. it's just quickly looking off and see jake moody so far this season is um <clears throat> 21 or 25 for field goals yeah uh, longest field goal made was 57. extra points was 60 of 61. Uh, so, total points he's scored all the season is 123. Mm-hmm. Butker, uh, 33 of 35 field goals. Longest made was 60, and he's 38 of 38 on extra points for a total of 137 points. Yeah. So, I mean, both kickers, I think, great kickers. Uh seems that Moody's the one that's had some issues on the field goals, accuracy-wise. Yeah, well, I mean,
0: he missed a field goal against
1: the Packers in mm. that uh, divisional round. Uh, it seems, yeah, all three of them, all four of them, sorry, uh, have been missed from 40 yards or more. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, you, you're expecting this 49ers team to, you're always sort of getting touchdown range. Yeah. But if that comes in clutch, it. You know it's a bigger percentage that the Chiefs are going to get those extra points up than the 49ers,
0: yeah, yeah exactly that, exactly that. And I say the the 49ers are the team more likely, you know, to, to if they get too far behind, go straight to you know the two point conversions and stuff like that,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be a great game. Um, the halftime show is obviously normally a massive, massive part of it. Um, are you excited for the halftime show at all?
1: Uh, I can't remember who else is um, on it, and I know who is the main person. But for some reason, my name is Usher. That's it. Who else is with him? I don't know. I'm sure uh, I two others. This this is the thing. The Super Bowl halftime show
0: has not interested me for about six
1: years. Or oh, what uh, oh, year? Probably. I think it was a year. Before this podcast, so maybe the last Chiefs win.
0: Okay.
1: It was either the last Chiefs win, obviously, against the 49ers, or the Buccaneers win against the Chiefs. Might have been the Bucks. That was the last one I actually, like, stared at. Okay. uh, Because that was uh, was Shakira and (laughs) JLo.
0: Understandable. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, Yeah, all the others have kind of paid attention to but not really like i'm gonna sit and watch this entire thing usually halftime is me like food yeah understandable understandable coldplay back in 2016
0: yawn lady gaga was a good one in 2017 uh timberlake i don't remember watching that in the slightest Mm. um maroon 5 don't remember watching that in the slightest obviously the one you talked about the weekend
1: meh Oh, I remember the weekend one because he came out with that stupid like prosthetic face on, and everybody oh, thought yeah, he yeah. had uh, like surgery gone wrong or something. I remember that because of yeah. that. Then the one year was Eminem. Was that the year after? Uh,
0: that was two year ago.
1: Yeah, and then last year. So yeah, was it Rihanna. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So that was you know Dr Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Mary Joe Blige, uh, Kendrick Lamar, 50 Cent made an appearance. Um, yeah, it was one of those things where I. I'm not into popular music at the moment. Um so the last one I actually remember watching and enjoying uh was the Katy Perry one. Um and that's not because like I'm a massive Katy Perry fan. It's like you just genuinely because music. I knew songs. Yeah. I was aware of Katy Perry um and it wasn't Badly written, uh, like performed. Should
1: Kate, I say the Katy Perry halftime show was the thing that spawned the floss dance on it? With the sharks on the, stage you had
0: left it. shark who left shark who had no idea what they were doing. Yeah, and there was but, bag
1: bag kid who did a <coughs> floss. Uh,
0: yes, yeah, so there was that bag kid, but he he'd been doing the floss for fucking ages. Oh, Are they? Yeah, I think he like literally. He he was he was on Vine, I think. That's how old that like that meme was.
1: Yeah. Um, so, Maybe yeah. it just like pushed it more into the mainstream type of thing then. Potentially. Um, yeah, yeah. It's nothing I really, yeah, pay attention to. Like I say, I think the past two years. So it was Rihanna last year, Eminem the year before. The weekend before that, I don't remember paying attention to the weekend other than seeing what the fuck has happened to his face. Yeah, I don't even know where it was for that one. Was that COVID year? What was that? The weekend, yeah.
0: uh, 2021. So, yeah, that would have been the first COVID Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, okay, so yeah, so I think I'm pretty sure I watched that online and I'm pretty sure that I watched it on. In an Xbox party or on through Discord with Sam, because yeah. up until then we'd always made a thing of watching it together. Yeah. Year before year, I was round at his house. Year after COVID was, yeah, mine. And then the past like last year and then this year, um, yeah, last year and this year is at the club.
0: Hmm.
1: And yeah, just, yeah, I think it's just been one of them. Break time is food time.
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 completely understand. I remember watching, because the COVID year, the weekend, uh, I was living in that hotel at the time. So it was so, so all over the place with like. Um, I don't remember a lot of the game, I don't remember a lot of the show at all. Um, but I remember like. I'd bought a shit ton of beer. I'd filled up my sink from the ice machine that was in the hotel um, and just put, like, every bit of beer I could in the in the bathtub and the sink because the sink was smaller, so it got colder quicker. But I filled up the bathtub with the ice and, and uh, not, like, filled it, filled it sort of thing. But, like, so I just kept, like, topping up from, like, the not-so-cold bath beers into the sink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was a ridiculous setup. I remember drinking like, I think it was about twelve or so beers, and it was like I remember getting to the next day and thinking that was really fucking sad and completely unacceptable if it weren't for COVID. Like, can you imagine in a, being in a hotel room, filling up a sink in a bathtub with ice and drinking twelve beers completely on your own? Like, completely unacceptable in any other circumstance. Yep yeah I completely get
1: that man because I, rem- I remember like obviously that was I think the year before and the year after I'd watched a few normal games like regular season mm-hmm. games COVID yeah I-, I definitely didn't watch any NFL and it was one of them I think on the night I must have been talking to Sam and he said oh, I'm watching the Super Bowl right now and I was just up at the time Yeah. Said, yeah fuck it I'll put it on type thing and then I watched it all, and it was one of them because I wasn't planning on it. I still had to go to work at like seven a.m. the next so. day. There
0: you go.
1: But, um, all right. Yeah.
0: Is um, there any other aspects around the Super Bowl that you kind of think um, are of like massive things to talk about? Like I know, obviously, you know, the American national anthem and all that kind of stuff is is up there, but again, it's one of those things that I barely pay attention to.
1: Um, I don't think in that aspect. I was trying to think uh, about you know how they the, they're already in like the the pre uh, Super Bowl press conference things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think I've actually like I've either not paid attention to enough or when it's I've I've watched it I've it's just not gone in. Uh, yeah. it's nothing too interesting. The only thing that I know of is some reporter asked Patrick Mahomes to do his best Kermit the Frog impression. And Mahomes just said, I'm speaking now, this is it. (laughs)
0: Uh, uh, What a meme.
1: Yeah. But, um, yeah, I I guess, obviously, because it's not the, like, last year was the Kelsey Bowl, so it was them two just doing their thing together. Yeah. I don't think there's been anything that's stood out and been like, oh, shit, I should should watch that and, like, listen to some interviews type things. Yeah. Um, Plus, you know, just highlighted there, most of the questions are not about f- football, some no. of them are just how's your day going type of a thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. There you go.
1: But yeah, uh yeah, there's nothing that stands out too much like that.
0: Yeah.
1: I can't even remember. Oh it's in Vegas this year, isn't it?
0: It will be, yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean I'm... it's I think it's gonna be a mad week after. Mm. You know, possible news reports, <laughs> considering what happened the last time a bunch of yeah. players were in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Hopefully not. But um, yeah. Oh, I saw. Yeah. A th- I saw a thing actually. You know when the stadium was built? Yeah. Some construction worker put a, a Chiefs flag underneath the construction site. So there is a ch- apparently a Chiefs flag underneath the stadium. That's
0: insane.
1: Yeah. And I've I've seen the fuck you know the you know the, uh, the the pitch retracts and uh like in and out of the stadium does it yeah they like they've got it built on the I don't know what the fuck it's called but they can make it go out into the sun for practices um and I think it I think it might help with them being outside the stadium for helping them you know keep it irrigated and all that stuff mm. uh, properly, and I think it said, "the from the the field going in, into the stadium or out of the stadium to get the that full motion takes uh, a full hour at the very least."
0: Man, NFL stadiums are so cool.
1: Yeah. yeah. Do uh, I think uh, I don't know what year the fucking uh, FIFA World Cup? I think it might is in next year. People walk up every year, or is it like an every four no. years thing?
0: Uh, World Cup is every four years, and four years. it is it changes the international tournament with the Euros. So the Euros are this year, uh, and then the World Cup is two years from now.
1: Okay, so it'll be 2026 20, then. And a mm-hmm. bunch of um, NFL stadiums are hosting matches, and the final is going to be hosted at a certain stadium that I can't remember. I think it might be the Jets Stadium that's taking the final. That'd be interesting. Um, there you go. Yeah, I know. There, I mean, I'm, the only thing I can remember for these like dolphins, falcons, cowboys are all got <laughs> semi-finals or quarter-finals. So yeah. it seems like the actual like from finals onwards are all being played in America. Yeah, because isn't it like United
0: States, Mexico, and Canada hosting, like technically hosting
1: the World Cup? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, cuz I think it's oh. I think it's when they pick a don't they pick a continent rather than a country? Or it used to be country? countries.
0: It used to be countries. I don't know whether like the bidding pro- cuz it used to be they bid on like hosting the the World Cup and it used to be like a formal process where you had somebody making a pitch and what the uh, what the country was the plan the country was putting together, um, and maybe they just decided as like North America to mm. pull their resources, put on this and the other, and say, look, we're going to be the first World Cup that's going to be hosted across three countries with this, that, and the other, all that kind of stuff. So, because I know the the controversy behind like the Qatari World Cup was that. Literally, they had imported so many like migrant workers into Qatar, built entire cities that had very little infrastructure or like plans for the future just to host World Cups in more than one city. So, you know, a lot of those Qatari stadiums existed purely uh, to host a World Cup stadium and had no plans for use afterwards.
1: Okay. Uh, okay, right. Okay, I've actually found the post now. So there you go. the opening game of the uh, World Cup will be at uh, Mexico City Stadium, the mm-hmm. Estadio Azteca. Um, quarterfinals is New England, Miami, Los Angeles, and Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Semifinals is Dallas and Atlanta, and then <laughs> the final yeah is uh, the New Jersey New Jersey Stadium obviously Homer, okay. both new york teams
0: yeah there you go um, fair enough it kind of surprises me that they're using nfl stadiums when some of the biggest stadiums are related to the college teams mm. so you could generate more revenue with those stadiums but yeah
1: okay uh, and it just say apparently some NFL media may be used to cover the sport.
0: That wouldn't surprise me, either. Use the current infrastructure and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, talking of international uh, aspects of stadiums
1: and such, we have some news about the International Series. Um, Yeah, so... I'm pretty sure when the London games got announced we did tell you, say the three games there, but I don't think yep. since we have said on the podcast about the Munich game. Uh, uh I don't remember saying
0: about
1: it. Recently the uh, Sao Paulo game. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, the, well, just to go over them, the London games so far as and obviously all these teams that have announced are technically the home teams and then mm-hmm. when the uh, actual schedules go out, they'll announce who they're actually against in those games. So at the moment, London has the Chicago Bears, Minnesota Vikings and the Jacksonville Jaguars coming to uh, London. Bears and Vikings playing at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, whereas the Jags are playing at Wembley. Uh, Munich, it was announced that uh, the Carolina Panthers are going there uh, to play at the Allianz Arena, is that how yep. you say it for yep. By Munich, and yeah, it's just recently been announced that the Sao Paulo game, which I can't find the name of the stadium for, uh, is being played by the Philadelphia Eagles. And apparently that game will be opening week.
0: Yeah, yeah. The, it, it's the first time to think ever that the first game of the season won't be played or, you know, one of the opening games of the season won't be played in America. Hmm i say it's, it's kind of nuts to think about that and how important that is for like nFL media and culture um i say we we we've been saying it for a long time the nFL is making so many uh, attempts to be a fully international league um because it recognizes it's got so many fans all over the world and i think this is really coming across this year
1: yeah yeah um yeah because don't they usually start like week five six something like that
0: I think the earliest I've known about it is yeah week five or six. Um, <laughs> I think during the COVID year, one of the games was supposed to be week four, but I don't. I actually have no basis of evidence for that at all.
1: Uh, but yeah, I can't wait to see who they're against. Um, yeah, I mean, for some teams coming to London and then realize that I cannot afford to go there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, definitely. I mean, the thing is to say, a lot of it's been said that the Packers, all three of the opponents in London are Packers opponents. Um, Obviously, you know, the Bears and the Vikings, but also the Jags are on our schedule. um, And I believe it is meant to be an away game. Um, So it could very likely be that the Packers uh, do come to London again um but yeah we just have to see how it goes um i'm really looking forward to, to just because i say uh, ever since uh the packers giants games i've now been making it an effort to make sure to attend at least one london game mm-hmm. um first year i attended both the Tottenham Hotspur games last year i attended the jags home game against the falcons at wembley um Hoping to do something similar this year. Um, see, uh, say I don't know whether I'm going to go to Wembley again. Uh, I did enjoy Wembley, but um, yeah, we we'll just have to see what what games come out and say go from
1: there. Yeah, definitely. I can uh, literally only hope. Uh, I cannot plan anything. I can just hope that something happens to where I have the possibility of going. I might be able to attend. <laughs>
0: There you go. Yeah, win the lottery.
1: Yeah. Um.
0: All right. Anything else we want to talk about before we wrap this up and call it an episode?
1: Uh, just something that I completely forgot about. Um. So, you, speaking of the London Games, that and the game that you were at, do you remember what they did as like a special event for you know kids watching? That they uh they played the Jackson Falcons game. Live, oh yeah, with a Toy Story yeah, group. in Toy Story mode, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, apparently, Nickelodeon are doing a version of the Super Bowl. Uh, apparently, they do this quite a bit because Nickelodeon, it must just be in America, have their own like sports division kid mm-hmm. uh, thing, but uh, yeah, they're streaming it uh, on Nickelodeon, and it's Patrick and SpongeBob who are commentating the game. Yeah, um, I
0: remember hearing about uh, a Patrick and SpongeBob commentating on a couple of games. I don't know whether it was just the Super Bowl, but yeah.
1: Yeah, well, I know they've done. I don't know about the commentary, but I know Nickelodeon done some things around like Christmas games and Thanksgiving games and stuff like that. Um, I think when I was talking to Sam, I said that I'm I'm sure Patrick was at last Super Bowls. Thing, but not like he didn't have his own screen or anything, they just yeah. came to him every now and again. Obviously, the voice actor was just using uh, face recognition software or whatever. Um, and also, with SpongeBob, uh, do you happen to? I don't know if you watched SpongeBob when you were younger, but do you happen to remember the episode where SpongeBob opened or did the halftime show for a Super Bowl in one of the episodes?
0: Yeah, wasn't this the meme where they were going to, like, it's Sweet Victory or something in yeah, yeah. that
1: lines? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, apparently, that's... I don't know if it's just going to be on Nickelodeon or something. Apparently, that's supposed to open the Super Bowl this year. I'm assuming yeah. that's just on Nickelodeon, but I thought that was pretty cool. We are
0: living in a meme paradise. Yeah. <laughs> uh, d- sorry, do you say, like, they're using Patrick as, like, face recognition technology? If we turned Patrick into a VTuber, is that is that what we're going with now? I, I don't know what a VTuber is. Okay, is a that... VTuber is somebody who, like, streams on Twitch and stuff like that, but as an animated sprite.
1: Oh, no, I don't think so. The voice actor might have just been invited to that, like, one game to try out the software and then... I'm assuming that's what they're using this this time as well, because it'll be the voice actors for the characters. Okay. So, um, yeah, I don't know how in-depth they're going into it with that technology or anything, but I know it'll be them speaking and the characters start reading their lips type thing. Is
0: Patrick Star a VTuber now? Patrick Star just became a VTuber, okay. Really? That's not the... Yeah, no, g- genuinely, what I'm seeing is a video of them at the Super Bowl. And, yeah, it's... Oh, my God. Oh, Lord. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah, he's a VTuber. I'm going to send this video to you, and that it, basically, this is just VTubing. This is just VTuber. Okay. So yeah. Hashtag confirmed Patrick Star from SpongeBob is a VTuber.
1: All right, oh, yeah, well this is this is like what I remember and they were saying some I'm sure that they've used him before. Yeah. So, yeah this is what I remember. <laughs> I did yeah, think he was is, sat in an actual booth though. Not in the Krusty Krab, but good yeah. for the next generation. Yep. Or is it? Um, maybe
0: I don't know (laughs) this is the dystopian future of football where we have to make it interesting and buzzwordy by just having VTubers
1: okay yeah I think we've covered all we can cover yeah, I yeah, think
0: we yeah, did yeah. about 20 minutes ago, but we carried on. Um, we, we, uh, if anything, it's about this podcast. Is It lasts 20 minutes longer than it probably should.
1: <laughs> Every time. <laughs>
0: Every single time. This is going to be a really quick episode. Several hours later. Um, yeah, so I have been your host, as usual. The Unusual Greg. Unusual underscore Greg on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, he has been... Smith which is at drs underscore score 994 on instagram and instagram only and if you want to follow the podcast at brick cave blitz on twitter and on instagram uh you can do that at brick cave blitz um last word from myself um i don't know if anybody is a fan of the unpacked podcast um but that is going to be coming back with a bit of a resurgence bit of a shake-up in uh, who's hosting who's not um fenner's uh, a good friend of the show um, has decided to call it a day as main host. He is uh, wanting to do a little bit more potentially guest rotations into it. So Murph and myself have taken over as a full-time host. We are hoping uh, to have a little relaunch episode uh, after the Super Bowl to re-talk about the Super Bowl um, and go from there and just have guests on. Um, and... and really kind of embrace guest culture on uh, talking about Packers. So if you want to hear more about the group of Packers, or you're just not sick and tired of my voice yet, uh, go check them out. For myself, let's go Pack.
1: Go. Red Cape